Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 20 of One in the Chamber. We're almost legal. Yes, exactly. Almost legal. One more year, just like Lara. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, welcome to Episode 20, One in the Chamber, brought to you by Chambers Law Firm. Chambers Law Firm is a full-service criminal defense firm. Steve, we specialize in high-stakes felonies throughout the great state of California in both federal and state court. I know you already know that. I mean, you do misdemeanors, too. I will, but that's not our specialty, right? Our specialty is high-stakes felonies, but yeah, I'll take little cases like yeah. yours. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and remember, Steve, we have one and only one rule here in the podcast, which is, Laura, what's our one and only rule? Shut the fuck up. Shut the, say it with more on. conviction. She has her Shut mask Shut the on. fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Through her mask. All right. Shut the fuck up. That's our one and only rule because it never, ever helps you. Is that right, Steve? It never helps you. Never helps you. To talk to the cops. That song you just heard was Ilox Walker and the Souls of Love. Follow him on Spotify. Introduced to me by Johnny Love. That's L-U-V. Follow him on Spotify. He's right here in the building, Steve. Still no album. Yep. I gave up on it. Still no album. He went on tour, but we don't have an album. Can't even pre-order it on Amazon, dude. Every time I see him, I say, dude, you're embarrassing me in every podcast episode. I'm waiting and waiting and still no album. Yo, I heard a rumor. You run marathons. No, no, that was years ago. That was another oh, Dan. That Mike's corporate Dan. Okay, Michael Hausman told me that was corporate Dan. Michael yeah. runs marathons. Yeah, Mike. Mike he was does. like sending me triathlon photos, and he's like, "Oh, I fucking hate you because you eat so good." And I'm like, "Well, whatever, skinny bald white guy that, does, like, <laughs> that doesn't do even real marathons." But no, he that mentioned that it. he's like Dan's like a marathon runner. I'm just trying to be long ago, long ago. I hate running now. Hmm. I did 13 of them. 13 marathons? Yeah. I feel like I need to do one more, though, because it's kind of fucking unlucky, right? You're stuck on 13, and it's like, eh, not a good thing. Don't you get so bored, like, after, oh, I don't know, the first 10 fucking miles? No. I didn't back then. I what do you think what do, what do you think about for that long of a distance? You think about how much you are in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and how badly you want to finish, because you don't want to let everybody down that's been supporting you. You know, it's a cool trick. You just don't run a marathon, then you don't feel any pain. That's true, and that's why it's been 14 years since I've done one. So yeah, it's been a long time. I was a different Dan. I was thinner, too. But then that was good. That was a benefit. You lost some weight. Your I keto guess. diet's working. Yeah, but you know, back then I kind of looked uh, sick. Oh. Yeah, that kind of thin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I look at this picture. I We had a birthday party for Sophia when she was uh, five. So it's probably like oh, oh six, oh seven, something like that. Dude, I look like I, I look like I have 
fucking cancer or something. It's crazy. I was like, because you're so not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was doing like 80 miles a week. Oh my Jesus. Ugh. You have no life. Yeah. I have no life. <laughs> but you see, that's the difference too, though. My life is different now. My practice is different. My schedule's different, right? Then I, I had time because I was working in a different type of law and I had a different schedule and I could sneak in runs when I needed to. You know, it's just not my life anymore. Sneaking runs. I'm just running around 12 hours a day, you know, courts, jails, whatever. It's different. It's a different flow. Different flow. Steve, make sure you follow us. Do you follow us on TikTok even, or do you just claim yeah. to do? What? Yeah. All right. Make sure you follow us all on TikTok, at CLFCA. It's not like Sophia uploads anything anymore. She is back at it. Don't talk shit about her. So kick your ass, man. I saw her in the gym the other She showed me some video and she was doing something with like 315 pounds. You don't want to mess what with her. What the fuck? Dude, she's a beast. Is your kid on steroids? Are you taking steroids, Sophia? <laughs> like, what? If she puts you in a headlock, you're done. All right, so forget it. All right, so make sure you follow us at TikTok. At CLFCA, the website is chamberslawfirmca.com. Chamberslawfirmca.com. Uh, Steve, uh, no really good TikTok questions. They were kind of lame this time, so I'm going to skip that. Is that right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's skip that. Steve. Super excited about a new addition to the firm. Okay. Do you know who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I met her. Yeah. Uh, that female. What's her name? Jessica Ball. Jessica Ball. <laughs> Round of applause for Jessica Ball joining the firm. I'm going to say that way. Welcome, Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. She's making my life so much easier already, Steve. So Good job, Jessica. Yes, it's great to have her on board. She is doing a great job. Every client that has... Does she even know you have a podcast? I don't know. I don't think she cares. <laughs> she gave a shit. Hey, you're on an episode. She's like, whatever. I don't care. She has been a really, really big help, Steve. The client's uh, feedback so far, awesome. They love her. She's uh, filling in great and helping me. And she's going to be doing, I believe, her first preliminary hearing this week. Whoa. And her first motion to suppress. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm throwing her right in. I said, look, I'm going to throw you in. And unless you claim you're drowning, I'm not going to pay attention to you. You don't need me. So she's, and I said, I walked in the other day, Steve, she's really quiet at first, you know, she, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out, you know, what's up with you, you're really quiet, but I walked in the other day and I said, you don't ask any questions. I'll edit this out, but speak up, bro. And what do you mean, speak up? I am speaking up. What do you mean to shout? A little more. Fuck. There we go. God. What's your problem? Stop being... Why are you so cranky today? I'm always cranky in the morning. You just had your breakfast? You probably had your little nap? Your little Mimi's time. I did have a nap. What are you? What's the problem? <laughs> stop being so. Stop being so aggressive. Okay, I, I feel threatened. Um, so wow, anyway, I'm she, like, huh? It's racist. No, no. Well, that's that fat is racist. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's. Uh, there's some other term for that. I don't know. Yeah, you're fat shaming me, bro. Why are you body shaming me, bro? I didn't say anything about that. Yeah, body I mean, shaming. Body shaming. Thank you. But she's doing great. She's doing great, Steve-O. Steve Arino. The Steve Stern. Oh God! We can't Steve, see Big Steve. Hey, making friends at the water Steve. cooler. Yeah, we're riffing out that old Rob Schneider routine from Saturday Night Live. You remember that, don't I, you? The when day we worked we, in the office. Can we like somebody would walk in and go? He'd sit at the desk, and Laura would walk in, and she'd be standing at the copy machine. And the Laura Stern. Laura. <laughs> Laura, making copies. Making copies for the boss, Laura. That was a hilarious skit, and he didn't really say much, but it was so funny. His delivery was great. Steve Arino, Big Steve. When we win our case, we'll tell you the real joke. Okay. We'll tell you the real joke. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Arino. All right. uh, 
I'm really excited, Steve, about a couple things we're going to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about. So, Jessica, on board. Steve, movies. What's the last movie you saw? Oh, shit, it was. Oh, uh, half of the Despicable Me movie. And you left? And I left halfway. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it didn't look Why good. did you go see Despicable Me? Oh, I don't know. Louder. <laughs> Why did you go see Why do you have a mask on, bro? It's like 2022. Oh, let her wear her mask. Like, Stop shaming her. A4 and A5. Stop mask or, shaming her. Yeah, you're a mask shamer. Whatever vitamin deficiency. You're a COVID corona shamer. Oh B, what is it? Corona. B4 now? B5? D2? D1 is going to come out next? Don't be a corona shamer. Yeah. So anyway, you were saying with your mask you interrupted, yeah. Lara. Why did you go see the Minion movie in uh, the first place? Because I'm married to a young person. A child, yes. I yeah. Know. A child. <laughs> a child at heart. Yeah, Vivian likes those kids. But we saw uh, Elvis... Yes, I wanted to talk about Elvis. That's Do why it. I asked you about movies. Because I don't go to a lot of movies anymore. Um, and that's not just because of COVID. I just don't go. Dude, you get senior discount every Tuesday. <laughs> I should start doing that. I should start doing that. Speaking of which, it's my birthday on Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Did you get me a gift? Yeah, I was going to take you out to eat. Well, that can't happen. Somewhere fancy. But are you going to get me a gift? Yeah, McDonald's gift card. Sweet! <laughs> I like their coffee. I'll drink their coffee. It is my birthday on Wednesday. Steve, how old will I be? Fucking old. <laughs> True. True. I don't know how old. Do you Objection. Know. Non-responsive. Fifty-two. Uh, Was that close? Uh, Higher. Uh, really? Fifty-five. Uh, Sixty. Mm. Oh, Fifty-seven. Uh, Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Jesus, man. Fifty-seven. I don't feel fifty-six though. You don't act fifty-six. Well, good. That's good to know. I don't feel fifty-six. It's my birthday Wednesday, and guess what I'm doing. Skydiving. Working? I uh, know, but I want to do that. Actually, that's funny. Well, no, not on my birthday. I actually wanted to do that when I turned 50, and I remember I was prepping for a trial, and I couldn't go because Lorena and I were going to go. We just talked about that like three weeks ago, how we still wanted to do that, and it's not going to happen for my birthday, but we are going to do Have you skydived? No. Have you, Laura? No. Steve? Okay, I want to, and I will. It's not called skydiving, it's called jumping out. When, when you're, yeah, when, yeah. You're, when you're listening, it's called different things. Yeah. It's jumping out and dressing yeah. in a little open. And good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to do that. And, I, you know, my logic is, I have a lot of life insurance, so if shit happens, eh, you know, she's You should read the fine print. I think skydiving is an exception on that. I, I don't think it's so. An, it's an extreme activity. It's an extreme activity or nah, sport. I'm read my policy. You should. Right, well. <laughs> from an Peter Fong, person. if you're listening, <laughs> you got me my policy. You better give me a fucking endorsement that excludes that activity, Peter. <laughs> All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message you on Facebook. You need to get this done. Did you say Peter Fong? Peter Fong. Oh. Yeah. I may know him. <laughs> <laughs> the Fongster. <laughs> Getting people insurance. I believe he does. I believe that he prefers the Fonginator. The Fonginator? Right. Don't fong with me, bro. Yeah. Don't fong with me. You fong with me long enough. I'll fong you back. Listen, Fonger. Knock it off. He's so anyway, uh, he, he's not going to sponsor us if we keep doing that. He will. Pete's a cool guy. Peter, do you want to be a sponsor? Because we'll, we'll do this Pete, for you. Pete's about, listen, I, Pete, I love Pete because he's about my age, and we are obsessed with the 70s. We send shit each, to each other all the time, like TV shows, and he sends me these horrific fashions that men were wearing, and he's like, would you wear this? And I'm like, eh, probably. You mean like Snoop Dogg <laughs> and like Don Juan? No, like the one-piece jumpsuit shit, oh. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's like, would you wear it? And I'll be like, yeah, I could rock that. What cities is uh, practicing or whatever? His he's an program. insurance agent. He's been a long term, long time agent with Mass Mutual. Okay. 
Um, All right, he, Peter, can you send the check, please? Made payable to Chambers Law Firm. And you know, Blue. he's a neighbor. He lived, I don't know if he's originally from, he might be, but for the longest time since I've known him, he lived in Alhambra. <coughs> right off of, uh, right by the courthouse, uh, off Commonwealth. Okay. Yeah, he lived up that way. I think he grew up there, too. But I think he's since moved, maybe, to Sierra Madre or somewhere. What? I don't know. Damn, somewhere Peter Fong got money if he's he in did. Sierra he's Madre. Got he's got bank. All right, well, Peter Fong, you're now officially sponsored us without your consent. (laughs) Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, so send Send me a check. Yeah, Yeah, please. We need need sponsors. Um, Steve, Elvis movie. Uh, You watched it? Yeah. Did you like it? I cried. You did you? (laughs) All right. Dude, I love Elvis, dude. Viv? Oh, yeah, he wouldn't stop playing it on Spotify for like a week after. Bro, Elvis got (laughs) chicks, dude. Elvis was the man. He was the man. Did you like the movie? I did. All right. Laura, you have not seen the movie. No, but I love Austin Butler. Yes, Austin Butler did a great job in the film. So I saw the film, Steve, last night with family. um, And I only had one, I I won't say it's a criticism, I just, there was one thing that came up in the movie. Are you listening to me or on your fucking phone? I'm trying to find out who this Austin Butler is because Laura's Can we do that later? Because I'm going to ask you a question. He's Elvis in the film. He's the main character. He's the main character. No, no, but no. Oh, but you're a movie buff. God, okay, continue. (laughs) Do I need to tell you Tom Hanks was in it too there? Genius. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, he had a fat suit on, but that's Tom Hanks <laughs> under there. Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah, I knew it, that. It was Woody. It's okay. It, yeah, Woody's <laughs> Woody's so I got a, I got a, I got a funny story, but I'll tell you at the end of the movie. At the end of the, <laughs> the movie. Oh, at the end of the movie. Now we're in a movie. movie. Okay, okay. Turn Woody. it on right now. We got a bootleg copy. Woody. So. Oh, for some he should have a bootleg copy. Yeah, I assume so. <laughs> Peter so, Fong, you hear this? <laughs> you can leave now. Fungster, <laughs> the Funginator. We gotta stop that. We'll never get through the show. So listen, I got a client coming in at ten thirty too. We got a jam. Here. Oh god. So the movie. Um, there's only one part of the movie that I saw, and it kind of piqued my interest. There is a book called The Fifties, and if you haven't read it before, I really recommend that you read this book. All right, because the book is all about the decade of the fifties, and so. In the book, it's by a guy named David Halberstam. And David Halberstam, Viv, since Stephen's been paying attention, I'll talk to you. And besides, you're sort of the more cerebral, intellectual part of this pairing. Um, So it's a bunch of small chapters on culture in the 50s. But it runs from everything from politics to music to war to the CIA, to the Supreme Court. Because if you remember in the 50s, Brown versus Board of Education came down. Segregation was still a thing in the 50s. It's still a thing now. Um, so in, there's a chapter on the cultural impact of Elvis on, this, on American society. And what's really interesting is in the chapter, and Halberstam's, he writes nonfiction. I mean, this is he goes and does research and shit. He doesn't just write his opinions, right? These are backed up by... You know, oh, facts. So he did some research, and he wrote a chapter on Elvis. And the interesting thing is that historically, he's viewed as a guy that really wanted to be a movie star. All he and you see a little bit of that in the movie. He, you know, he's I want to be James Dean. I want to be Marlon Brando. He's wearing the all leather suit at one point, um, and and he wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be a movie star. Really, music was how he got famous. Right? It wasn't really his passion, if you will, um, at least according to Halberstam's research. And the interesting part of it was that Halberstam makes no mention of 
Elvis's concern for the civil rights movement. In fact, Halberstam takes kind of the opposite position that he just he loved music that was being played and sung by black musicians. And we see that in the movie. He goes to the revival tent. I think all that's true. I think that's where he got the inspiration for his music. But Halberstam said, this guy wasn't really... I mean, that was just something going on around him. He wasn't really... He was more concerned about being a movie star. A.K.A. I think he sounded a little shallow when you peel through it all, right? But I thought it was interesting in the movie how they make it look like he's concerned about that. He's watching the TV when Robert Kennedy's assassinated. He's watching the TV about the assassination of Martin Luther King, and and they make him look as if he was impacted by that. Now, I don't know how historically true that is. Maybe it is. But I thought it, it got my wheels turning about, well, Halbelsham's book kind of paints a different picture of this guy in terms of how much he really cared about that stuff. So I'd love to know how accurate that part of the movie was. So I think I'm going to do a little research on that. So we're leaving the movie, and I was with my wife. I was with Lorena. Sophia. You're married. We walk out. <laughs> you don't want to make it to your next birthday. <laughs> Do you want to make her mad at you? Oh, uh, no. Because that's a whole different level. Z, I right? love you. That's a whole different level oh, of come crazy. come on. I'll edit that out. Right? I love yeah. Z. No, you won't. You'll leave it there. I will. So we're walking out of the movie, and Lorena turns to me. You've met Lorena, my middle one? Mm-hmm. A little short one? Yes. She turns to me, and she goes, fuck Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> She goes, fuck Tom Hanks, fuck Woody's Roundup. <laughs> what? Because his character is so dislikable. It, yeah. Right? He was a well-written character. Yeah. Did you like him? What'd you th- I, mean, I mean, I didn't like him, but, but I like, I mean, it was well-written. I think it was, it yeah. got the point across, and if it evokes those feelings, then. What did you think about him, though? Yeah, go ahead and sweat over my conference room table there, too. Look at that. Is that yours? No, yeah, it is his. The Steve-ster. Right no the coaster. Steve-ster. No coaster. <laughs> Coasting without a coaster. Face. Making rings on the table. They I mean, not as bad off. as Laura and Crystal's. No, no, those aren't from them. Oh, yeah? That's, That's a different story. But I am... What did you think, though, about... I mean, I could see, though, how at the end of the day, yeah, he was a lot about himself. But do you feel like he really was... Protecting Elvis? I don't know. I think it, he started with the right intentions, and then it changed. I don't know. Capitalist America, you're out for yourself. That's what I, that's the way I saw it. Yeah, America. That's that's pretty much what it is. Is everyone's out for themselves? Yeah, I mean, I thought they did a good job of trying to make him look sort of paternal, you know, with a, like a paternal concern for Elvis, um, for his money. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe there was on some level a, a personal connection there. I don't know. But I thought I thought they both did an amazing job. It's going to be interesting to see when they bring out the Oscar nominations, you know, if anybody in that film gets one, a nomination. But uh, it's it's a it, the fil- the theater was packed. I mean, it's it's. Oh, a, yeah. I th- I really enjoyed the movie overall. I thought it was great. But that little segment about the civil rights, I'm like, hmm. You know, I've read something different somewhere. Let me go home. I went home. I got the book out, I reread the chapter, and I'm like, eh, you know, I'd love to know how accurate the movie really was on that and his level of concern. So, anyway, that's just my thought on that. Speaking of movies, Steve. 
Uh, by the way, guys, that was Dan's movie corner, now a new segment on the show, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Oh, yeah, every week we're going to be reviewing the dumbest movies out there. Yeah, no, Despicable that's, Me coming that's next week. a great week. movie. What are you talking about? That's a great movie. Um, so anyway, I thought that was really interesting. All right. Uh, thumbs I, up or thumbs down, Siskel? Thumbs up, really, Okay. For sure. Yeah, I would see it again. You, Ebert? Okay. She, she doesn't know what that Siskel is. Siskel and Ebert, yeah. stop? <laughs> I don't know what that 20, is. She's 20, yeah, they're young. They don't, <laughs> sorry. Funkster, two thumbs up. <laughs> so we have a special guest today, Laura. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? Without a mask. Um, Without a mask. And why are you wearing a mask? So we can Who hear are you? you? Why are you here? Okay, my name is Laura. Uh, I Ooh, work yeah. here. Yes. Where do you I, work? I work here at Chambers Law Firm. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're trying to plug the place, bro. Sorry. Yes, Chambers Law Firm. Okay, yeah. go check it out. Go she... check out the website. I'm on the about page. You can find me there. But what do you um, do? What's your What's your role here? Well, I don't know my title really. Actually, am I like we're not big on titles? We're okay, we're not. What you do. Okay, we're not a title so place. I help with case management, I guess, and I help trial prep. I do all the trial notebook preparation, and I'm very proud of that. She keeps so. our office fucking organized. Oh she yeah, she keeps me organized. Really, yeah. is what it is. So the thank you, big hit for Laura, because she is fucking amazing. Clap, clap. Okay. Damn, Steve. But thank you for joining us today. Yeah. I know it was last minute. Yes. Yeah. And this is my first day back because I had COVID. So yeah. that's why I'm wearing a mask, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she's wearing a mask. <laughs> and she just breathed out of the microphone. So it's all right. It's all good. Well, you uh, wanted me not to wear masks. So. I, I, we'll have a question for you later in the show, so you, know, you need to start thinking. Oh, God. Hey, where did okay. you work at before here? Oh, um, that's an yeah. interesting story. Let's hear your favorite work story. <laughs> yeah. Where did you work at before that, here? I worked at Sam's Club. You know, shout out to Sam's Club Fountain Valley. The worst job I've ever had. <laughs> so, translation, fuck you, Sam's Club. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, you fuck my you. Mind. Literally. Um, Sam's I, Club, shut the fuck up. I got into, I worked three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I had school during the week. Okay. And um, I hated every single day that I went. What'd you every do? Every single day cashier? I got into, yes, I was a cashier. I dealt with everybody in Sam's Club, all the customers, all of the supervisors, and I have so many traumatizing stories from there. Man, do you really need customers. this 10-pound jug of M&M's? <laughs> I don't know. How many in the room, I, I know it's probably all of us, but how many in the room have either worked retail or, you know, a, a customer service retail type job and or waited tables at some point? Show of hands. Yeah. <laughs> you act like people can fucking see our hands. I'm going to describe for the record what's going on. Oh, for the record. All right. For the record, three or four hands are in the Thank air. You, it's counselor. actually four or four. Yeah, four or four. Well, you didn't four put yours four. up, counselor. Way. All right, what'd you do? What kind of work did you do? Yo, my worst fucking job. Fuck you, Bill the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you picture me working at fucking Bill the Bear? Bro, I had to fucking rub a stupid little heart and go, this is for your bear so that it knows it's loved. <laughs> And you fucking put it on a stuffer, and I'm just like, the whole time, I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> fuck my life. And you know what? Steve told me this, he told me this, too, about how he lost his job at Build-A-Bear. They oh caught God. him in the back room, oh okay? No. What were you in, doing? In the security cameras in the back room, he was stabbing to death one of the bears <laughs> that he built with a butcher knife as the stuffing was coming out. He oh was murdering a bear God. in the back. Bro, I thought you were going to go a different they, direction. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I was stuffing a bear in the back. <laughs> You murdered oh a bear. I thought you'd be like, you fucked a bear. I was like, whoa. You murdered a bear and you uh, were fired. No, but fuck that job. Build a bear sucks. Police were called, but charges were never filed. Yep. 
No, yes. d- actually, Dan Chambers got those charges dismissed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it's not a human. Yeah, it's we a did a Terminator. Bro, but no, like, we've all done it before, so it sucks. Yeah, it right. Sucks. It's terrible. So, but thank you for joining us. Today. Yeah, actually, right. dude, Regal Cinema. Thanks. When I worked at the movie theater, white guys used to call me Bubba in Texas. What? What? Yeah. What? what? Bubba's like the N word in Texas. No. I can edit this out. No. Yeah, Bubba's I, like I don't N-word. think so. No, I'm gonna check that. My my fact check. Fact daughter, check. My oldest daughter is dating a homegrown Texas boy, and I'm gonna ask him. If that's yeah, true, be like you call Asian guys a Bubba. Homegrown. <laughs> homegrown. His name's Tyler. I hear that's this. What the fuck? That's how you pronounce it. Tyler. 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 Tell them about their dog. They have a basset hound. They have a, you, just dude, your kid has a dog with a dude already? They have a basset hound and his name is Hyde. That's moving Hyde. quick. Hyde. Yeah. It's well, not Hyde, it's Hyde. I hear Hyde. this, Hyde. I hear this Hyde. every day. I love Tyler. He's a, he's a great kid. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, legal tips. I'm not going to give legal tips. We're going to talk about two important Supreme Court decisions. Is that okay? Yeah. All Wait, right. Supreme Court had something happen? Oh, oh my God. Huh? What? Shut up. No, I'm being serious. What <laughs> happened? No, you're not. You act like I watch the news. You do. And I know you know this, so don't play. Fox News. Don't play, because I know Fox she... Fox I know <laughs> your wife. I know how smart she is and how in touch she is with things, so shut up. Yes, she married So me. the U.S. Supreme Court just ended oh, its term, all right, in June, and it always hands down the biggest decisions at the end of the term. So we had a three turn. Three came out almost simultaneously. I'm not going to talk about the third one, which was a you saying that three school age. prayer, um, religion case. Okay, who right? cares? Yeah. No, I mean the ruling was kind of what you'd expect, but I don't really want to talk about that one. The two that came down, Steve, that I think are really important. Are why am I talking to you? Because you don't even care about this stuff. Yo, I said the pledge of allegiance, Viv. Uh, yeah. Two. <laughs> I've said the Pledge of Allegiance, bro. What's every day? You're yeah, saying religious stuff. You know how they want to separate. We're not like, talking state? about that one. I don't want to talk about okay, that. Okay, fine. One. That's my show. We're not talking We're about not it. Talking. So the abortion case came down. Dobbs. Um, we talked about this way back. We had you here that day, Viv. Damn. We had Rudy. That was the Rudy show. Holy shit! We've yeah. done that many episodes. It was the Rudy show. Shout out to my boy Rudy getting married. We, Rudy's getting married. Shout That's out. true. He's getting married on Monday tomorrow. Oh my god. They're doing a little civil ceremony. Congrats, bro. Yep, congratulations. Who will Raiders? And he's going to be speaking on, to digress for a moment, at a panel in San Francisco on August 16th on a resentencing. Rudy? Yeah. In public? They invited him to speak as a former inmate that's, you know, been through resentencing under the new laws, and dude's going to be on a fucking panel in one year. He just got out a year ago on July 3rd. Fuck, Look bro. at this guy living his best fucking life. Good job, Rudy. All thanks to Chambers Law Firm. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, you, you got him out of the life. Oh, what? Huh? What? You did something? Shut up. So anyway, we had this abortion discussion. You were here, Z was here, and Rose was Rose. here. Yeah. And we went around the room and we talked to the women about their views on... Uh, that was when Texas's abortion law just took effect. And... I said during the show, I said, there's this case kicking around. That was in the fall. That was like in October, right when the term started. And I said, hey, there's this case kicking around. Eh, you know, this could be a game changer for abortion. And sure enough, it was. So the Dobbs decision came down. And now, basically, you don't have a right to an abortion. There's no federally recognized constitutional right to an abortion now. So, And what's interesting, Steve, is you could tell the justices knew that they really had to try to cover their collective old asses because 
they spent page after page discussing a concept called stare decisis, right? Stare decisis means, it's just a fancy Latin phrase for if a case is already, if an issue's already been decided, later courts are supposed to rule the same way under the same facts. They're supposed to follow precedent, right? It's the concept of following precedent. They spent 50 pages discussing this concept, all because they had to cover their ass for saying, we're going to overrule Roe versus Wade. We don't think it's good law anymore. So, yeah, we respect stare decisis, but not in this case. So they had to justify their own decisions. And I guess what's disappointing, and then I'm going to throw this out to the, the two women in the room, because, Steve, when it comes to this shit... I don't care. You don't care? It's not my body! No. Oh my I think there's. I think what you're looking for. I support women. Do whatever you want. Let me. Let me be. Let me be a little more diplomatic, shall I say? Yeah. About how you really want to express your feelings. Yes, please. Right. Because I know you have problems expressing your feelings, Stevie. We'll, you. we'll work on it. But here, what I think you're trying to say is, because this is what I firmly believe, and I'm in a house full of women. Uh, what I think about it doesn't really matter. My opinion really isn't relevant. Yeah. And I firmly believe that because, hey, I don't have to make these decisions, right? So spare me the, well, it's my kid too. How many times have we heard that one? You know, <laughs> fuck that. Your Honor, uh, my, well, it's my kid my too. Shouldn't I have a say in what happens? That's great. Are you gonna pay child support later? Yeah. Damn, Still your kid, right? Baby yeah. Mama. <laughs> yeah, you can have a say. You gonna be around for the next eighteen years? Mm-hmm. We'll see. So, anyway, the court overruled Roe. So now, effectively what we have is the states can now decide how they want to regulate abortion. Well, right away, I saw an article in, I think it was Newsweek, that said up to half the states are just going to make it illegal. So that's the out, that's the uh, going to be the uh, outgrowth of that. It's just half the states aren't even going to allow it anymore. So I guess women are going to have to find the money to travel out of state to have it done. And oh, by the way, if they have a pregnancy that endangers their health, I guess she dies too. I think that's the logic, right? Because if you can't have one, let's say, what are they calling a bib? My wife knows the medical term. It's like an ectopic pregnancy. Or oh, yeah. When, and I guess you're just going to die. Right? It, the, it grows in your fallopian tubes and Oof. not in your womb. So if abortion is completely illegal in your state, I guess you're just shit out of luck, right? Or you got to travel somewhere. California. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Come, to Cali. Come to California. We yeah. still got abortions yeah. here in California, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, but I've talked long life. enough about it. That's for sure. that's the outcome of it. <laughs> Laura, thoughts? Oh. She's getting heated. You may um, want to take the mask off. Yeah. I can tell you. Are you pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So. No. All right. Your take on things. Oh, I know. God. I follow you on social media. I've seen a lot of it, but most of the yeah. people listening have not. Yeah. This makes me, like, shaking angry. Like, I'm literally so upset right now but when the when the actual decision came out i was very very upset about it and immediately like i discussed it with my mom because she had me when she was a teenager and obviously that was her decision and she had the decision to have me or to not have me and that's her story but um anyways i have a lot of issues with this and it doesn't affect me personally at the moment but there's so many women that are suffering there's so many women that don't have the means to take care of a child there's so many women that don't have uh, a husband or money or 
all these things and there's not health care that's provided for them so it's like why why are they forcing them to have these babies and then all these people that are making the decisions on what we're supposed to do with our bodies they don't want they don't care about what happens to the child after birth they don't care so anyways before i get too heated somebody else take the mic <laughs> okay yes. I'm, 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 Calm I'm, I'm down i mean control. those are all super valid points and that's coming from someone that's 20 almost 21 she'll be legal in two weeks yes i mean technically we're legal at 18 but yes 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 thoughts ruminations Um, rants i well when i was on the last show i kind of addressed it you know i think i should be able to do what i want with my body like it's my choice nobody's gonna stick around for the 18 years it's on the mother and you're gonna force me to have a kid but you're not going to help me support it like there's no it's kind of like a double-edged sword for when I see it because the government is saying well you should have the kid regardless of the repercussions of it but you got to figure it out mm. like I'm washing my hands clean of it I'm just telling you you have to have it but there's no aid there's no welfare, support system quick. welfare quick okay what? That's if you qualify, because if you make just a dollar over whatever their baseline is for you to qualify, then what? You're living on the then street. you better go get your ass to work and then spend half your paycheck, <laughs> you know, with child care. Exactly. So, you know, how do you pay for rent? How do because you, you were the ir- irresponsible one that got pregnant in the first place. Yeah. You should have thought about that. Exactly. And I'm the irris- but I'm not the irresponsible one who forced me to have it. That's the government's exactly. fault. Exactly. And that's, that's why that argument doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? Um, so thank you very much for that insight. And you're a, you're a youngster. You're 27. I'll be 30 this year. Right. Oh my god! So youngster, <laughs> old. And okay, have, old. <laughs> old enough to have a baby, apparently. Well, yes. She, she's against younger, her will. She's younger than you. She's younger than this you. This is true. Uh, well, thank you for that. Are you okay now, Lara? You okay? Yeah, I've yeah, calmed down All a little right. bit. But no, and and I, you know, where I come out on it is I. You guys all know me. You know my family. Um, I am pissed off about it because I don't like the thought. I haven't raised my girls to have to depend on anyone. I've raised them all to be independent, to make their own decisions, um, to make sure that they have a good sense of who they are as a person, that they're self-aware. And I just don't like the idea that somebody can dictate to my daughter's whether they can have a child or not. That bothers me. That really bothers me. Now, luckily, we're in a place where, a state where I, I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, I think they'll they'll have that opportunity if they if they so choose. But I just don't like the fact that they can tell my daughter, hey, your body, you know, you're not really in control of it. And that pisses me off because that's exactly the opposite of what Z and I have raised them to believe. And so, you know, to me, it's just highly personal for that reason. And yeah, that decision is, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because the, the scary part about the decision, and this is what a lot of people aren't talking about, is that based on the way it's worded and based on this whole starry decisis thing, um, there's a lot of other types of social justice rights that we've achieved that are now in jeopardy. All right? Is same-sex marriage next? That's not in the Constitution. Because if you look at the if you look at the lead opinion by Alito, Justice Alito, he says, well, I mean, yeah, abortion's not technically in the Fourteenth Amendment. I mean, I don't, I don't see it in there anywhere. Well, I don't see same-sex marriage in there anywhere either. So is that next? What about affirmative action? Are we going to say, mm, 
you know, I don't see the words affirmative action in the 14th Amendment. So where's it going to go? And I think the opinion is so broadly written that I think it's a signal that, hey, we're going to come after these things too. And we have the majority to do it now. All right? Because even with the addition of our new first African-American female justice that will take the bench, she was sworn in, she'll have her first term in October, um, there's still a majority there. Right? She's replacing Stephen Breyer, who basically was on the dissenting side of the abortion case, for example. So it's still going to be a pretty solid six to three. And guess what? The people that are on the court right now, they're young. They're going to be there fucking forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, a lot of presidents go through their term of four years or even eight years, and they don't even get to nominate one justice because nobody retires or dies. All right? But fucking Trump got three choices. The Trumpster. The Trumpinator. He got three. Right? Mm-hmm. And he right. packed them with, guess what? <laughs> three of the six votes that were in the majority on the Dobbs case. Right? And those, those justices are all young. And so, you know, Joe, Clarence, I'm, I'm scared for what's going to happen. Clarence That's Thomas me. got his payback, though. He said he was going to do this 40 years ago. Yeah, maybe Anita Hill was right about some things, huh? Damn, bro. Yeah. Clarence Thomas got payback. Yeah, so um, I'm scared for the future because these guys are going to be in control of the majority for a long time. So we'll see. I think those things are definitely on the table for, hey, let's take a, a, a new look at all this stuff. Yo, they better not come after gay marriage, bro. My brother <sighs> George, I want him to be just as miserable as I am. Maybe we're just walking towards happen. another civil war. Yeah, I mean, where does it end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you combine that with the fact that our society seems to be more polarized than it ever has been before along all kinds of lines, um, you start to wonder, mm-hmm. you know. The other decision that came down within a day or two later was this new gun decision. Pew, pew. Oh, my God. Right. I love guns. <laughs> pew, pew. So I know you do. You're a gun guy. And that's fine. I'm not I'm not bagging on gun guys. Don't you own a gun? I do. Okay, but, then. You pew, know, pew. I got it for a very special occasion that will hopefully never happen in my life. Quinceañeras? What? <laughs> We're past those. Okay. You said special occasion. You I sh- didn't own one at the time. You shoot it up in I the air. I didn't own one at the time. It's my daughter's birthday. Pew, pew. No, it's, uh, it's, it's that poor fool that tries to come into my house and do harm to me or my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's my situation, and that's it. That's, uh, hopefully we'll never need to be fired. Um, so here's the thing, though. The gun decision that came down, Steve, had to do with a New York law that basically said that you had to show good cause to be able to carry a firearm in public or something like that. The facts of the case are pretty simple, actually. And then somebody filed a challenge that said, hey, that's an abridgment, uh, that, that's a violation of my Second Amendment right to bear arms. Went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and Justice Thomas, your friend, um, basically said, yeah, no, it's a problem. It's uh, unconstitutional, that regulation. And um, therefore, it throws into question, Steve, uh, the entire the entire argument can be made now that you can carry a weapon in public for self-defense if you read the opinion broadly enough. Because he basically said, these, these the majority, 6-3 majority said, you can't restrict gun rights in that way. All right, so what does that mean now? Does that mean that you can make an argument that you are carrying a, a loaded firearm in public, and as long as you say you're carrying it for self-defense, can you be prosecuted now for carrying it illegally? I hope not. Listen, I'm going to be making that argument in my in my firearm cases. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it benefits my client potentially, so I'm going to make that argument in court. But think of the ramifications of that for mm-hmm. broader society if, in fact, somebody can now carry a loaded firearm in public and just simply say, I'm doing it for self-defense. Yo, sidebar. When the fuck did you get a microwave? Uh, <laughs> we got a microwave like a month ago because uh, all the kids here want Bro, I just noticed it right now. What? And it opens up a whole new world of opportunities Bro, for you, doesn't it? I'm going to carry a microwave for self-defense. <laughs> like, I should have brought my mac and cheese. <laughs> well, think about it. They want to arm the people for the civil war that's probably going to come. Because right. we're so polarized as a country that they're trying to create a perfect storm. Well, and what's interesting about the timing is that that decision came out. I mean, talk about tone deaf, right? Uh, it came out right after the Uvalde shooting. It came out right, I think, before or after the Highland Park shooting in Chicago. Like, we had all these mass shootings, and they they hand down this decision and go, well, yeah. You know, I mean, they did get the guns legally. They so. went through the right channels. No, but I'm talking about that. That might be true. I, I concede that. But the, but the point is... He committed the crime the right way. Can you now make the argument that I'm going to carry this gun in public loaded because I'm it's self-defense. I'm in fear for my life. Now, can they prosecute somebody for that? Well, and then where's the line? What if you're in fear for your life, but you have mental health issues? Now, where does that where is that line drawn? Right. And what does it do, frankly, for a state like California that already has, believe me, I've represented many of them who've violated those laws, um, that has one of the most aggressive uh, firearm restrictive laws in the country? I'm so confused. Didn't the Japanese ex-prime minister get murdered? In a country with super extreme gun laws? Oh, yeah. oh wow. guess it doesn't always work. I'm just saying. No, that's a good example. It's oh. funny you mentioned that because Z and I were talking about that. She read the story first. I hadn't heard yet. And I said, man, isn't that ironic? Because gun violence there is just not a thing. Like, you never read that. Um, and so that was the first thing I thought, I thought too, is, man, that's ironic. That Yeah. So, but I, I like your point. Lara, what's your take on this? Well, I am not a big uh, supporter of, you know, owning guns or, you know, the whole gun rights. And I, I think it's funny because we got a lot of calls after that, um, the Supreme Court decision. We got a lot of calls from a lot of people who were, you know, they were like, I applied to get a gun and I was denied uh, how can I overturn this, basically? And I was like, do you have a case? They have a reason for not giving them a gun, and I feel like that's one of the most pressing issues for me, is that there's a lot of people sh- who should not own guns. And obviously, the regulation on guns is not going to make the problem go away completely, because obviously, like, um, the prohibition, you know, like, that didn't stop people from having alcohol or from all those underground like bars, speakeasies, there you go. So I don't think that regulating guns altogether is going to solve the problem, but I also don't think that putting firearms in the hands of people who are a danger to themselves or others is the right move either. So I don't agree with this Supreme Court decision, but I don't agree with both of them. So, you know... You're that's just a disagreeable problem. person, aren't I, you? I guess yeah, so, it. yeah. I'm just against the Supreme Court, so... And that case, just if you want to look it up, is the Bruin case. It's B-R-U-E-N. If you just Google Bruin, U.S. Supreme Court, you'll see the decision. Um, and that, I think, you touched on another important point. That that could be, if I wanted it to be, um, 
And it really started with the Trump presidency, right? Which was, what, 2016? Leave my boy alone. Um, believe me, I will. I got no problem with that. Uh, 2016, ever since then, that was way before you joined us, I get tons of phone calls on restoring gun rights. It's really had an uptick, though. You're right. Because, Laura, you didn't say this part, but she trades off with uh, Crystal, who works here, too, about taking after-hour calls. And a lot of people could call after hours are asking about restoration of gun rights. It's midnight. Right? I want my guns back. No, and, but, hey, she's, she's had those calls, believe me. Um, well, because they hear a creak in the house, and they're like, oh, shit, I don't have a gun. i got to find a law firm. You know, hey, there's a strange no, noise in chambers. my house. How do I get my gun? Dan guns Chambers. Back? Yeah, Dan Chambers. Them, how do I get a gun? That's who I'm calling. Yeah. So, uh, but if I wanted to, I could probably specialize just in that. We get so many calls. Let's do it, bro. Hire me. So, yeah. I turn them away because I have too much other work to do, and so I refer them to an attorney that I know does only that. But if I wanted to, I, we get three, four calls a week. Dude, stop bragging uh, on that. That's a good lawyer, guys. You see that? He doesn't overwork himself. No, That's it's Bill lawyer. Holcroft, a no, webstract that just has really good Google, you know, search, whatever he does with the magic Algorithm. search stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But um, magic search. But you can see that this decision's having an effect because of the volume of calls. It's really a lot of people now are calling and saying, "I need to get my hands on a gun for yeah. you know our impending civil, civil war, war that's yeah. coming." Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of scary. My wife thinks the civil war's coming. Well, I mean, a lot of people would agree with her. Yeah. I mean, because society is we're kind of ripping at the seams here. Um, Sonia, those are the two. That's my legal my legal discussion for today. I wanted to debrief those two cases. Was that all right with you? That's cool. All right, cool. Steve, it's that time. Yes. Ooh, who are you angry at today? It's not so much who I'm angry at. Oh, I mean, other than Clarence Thomas <laughs> and the rest of the Supreme Court. Who else do you want to rant? I, I've, got, I've got my rant. You did a rant right now before the rant, but go ahead, please. I'm going to rant, but before I rant, I'm going to allow our special guest to rant. What? She yes. just ranted too? No, but she's got these. You know how rants work, though, on the show, Steve. Rants aren't something we talked about already. Rants are personal peeves. They're things that fucking annoy you about people in general oh or something that you see every sure, day. That Sam's Club, bro. You. Sam's Club annoys her. <laughs> we already talked about Sam's, Sam's Club. Club. That's why she has a Costco lifetime. No, but membership. this is more of a daily thing. This is just a pet peeve of people. So the floor Just, is yours. The rant. Oh my god! Again. Mask down. Again. It's okay. Your, I want you to rant, and I'll give you my rant. No COVID. A rant. Uh, this is just about people. Like, it can be anything. Bro, I once complained about people that don't know how to drive in a parking structure or you clean after themselves at Starbucks. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have a lot of pet peeves actually about people. You only have time. For yeah, yeah, okay. 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 One, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. She's new to the show. I, I am new to the show. This is my first time, so um, I apologize for how long I speak. But um, my biggest pet peeve is I feel like, okay, I just went to Chipotle a couple days ago, and we were, I was riding my bike there, actually, because it's really close, and there's these people on the sidewalk who don't, like, I, I'm right behind them, I'm going slow, you know, like, I'm not going to be um, disrespectful and, like, run them over, but they look behind, and they see me, and they keep walking, taking up the whole sidewalk, and then I see them in Chipotle in the line, and the boy, like, the son, I'm assuming, he's, like, on his phone, not making eye contact with the workers, and they're, like, you know, giving him the food they're trying to serve him, and he's just, like, watching something on his phone, and I'm sorry, that's the biggest pet peeve of mine, is being so rude to not only working people who are, and, like, being on your phone, but just being rude in general to anybody, and, like, thinking that you're the only person in the world, like, that 
that is just the biggest pet peeve of mine. I, I that's how old, how old that's is he? How old was he? Oh, he was like older than me. He was like what? twenty years old, probably older, and his dad was like you know old as fuck but anyways <laughs> and he was like they were they were so just oblivious to everyone around them and yeah. i was like uh that's a good one i've had that one before <clears throat> i think didn't i rant that i hate slow walkers i hate walkers. people they that, were walking so slow you know what I, I and i can't stand people that don't have a sense of space bro you fucking hate everybody walk a fucking yeah. straight line <laughs> how tough is it um, you know, my favorite is the ones that stop in the middle while you're walking behind them and don't pull over the side. Like, oh my god! Get yeah. out of the way. Okay, yes. Costco. <laughs> oh my god! The biggest offenders though are not at Costco. Disneyland. 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 No, is... Disneyland. But you guys go a lot. Yeah. Bigger, more common too. offender for me because I don't go to Disneyland as much as you guys. It's just the mall. Oh, oh yes. Fucking South Coast Plaza. Like, they stop and they right in the middle and there's like four of them side by side. Mm-hmm. And they stop in the middle and they look up at the marquee and they're like, should we go into Louis Vuitton or not? And they're just blocking everybody. And it's like, you know, how about you just move over and then decide if you want to go in the Is store. Is it four women? No. no. Not necessarily. Or, you know, think and walk. Yes. <laughs> Multitask. Why, wait, wait, wait. Why does it have to be women? Right. Louis Vuitton usually is a female brand. No. It's no. Wrong. Brands. Guys that are buying for their wives. Girlfriends. Ooh, girlfriend partners. mistresses, yeah. So yep. why did it have to be women stopping get him, get him. the store? Oh, bro, get him. They were pondering what Was... Clarence Thomas did, and they're like, do I go into Louis Vuitton today, or do I think about the Supreme Court what? overturning Roe? See, Laura, this is why Steve would never be able to testify on his own behalf, because yeah. he would fall apart. Yeah, he would. Look at that. Just barely questions <laughs> from you, and Steve is just locking up. He doesn't know what to say. That bodes well for you as a future attorney when you have cross-examination <laughs> skills like that. He just, she just froze you in your tracks, dude. Bro. She did. Got him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, walkers are annoying. I'm with you. I've ranted on that before, mm-hmm. too, of just people that are rude to walkers. anybody that... It was kind of like a three-in-one for that. It was just like rude to workers, being on the phone, and, and then walking clu- yeah, slow. It was just like yeah. all of the pet peeves in one I was talking incident. to somebody the other day, and I know I've talked about this, too, on the show, but, you know, the art, the, I call it the lost art of common courtesy. Yes. It's like a lost art. How hard is it to just be nice to people? How hard is it to look somebody in the eye and ask them how they're doing and really mean it? It's really not hard. What's that judge? He was cool. I like him. Uh, judge Pastor. Yeah, Judge Pastor. Yeah, no, he's dude. very cool, and he's big on that, you know, and that's important to me, too. Dude, you'll, she'll tell, Laura will tell you, like, I'm big on, I don't start a text in the morning without a good morning. Like, that's just a thing, you know? That's important Wait, hold on. to me. <laughs> well, you, no, don't count. you don't count. You don't count. You don't count. You count. Technically, the conversation never ends, so then but Yeah, you don't that's have to just an ongoing conversation. At 7 a.m., hey, bro. Yeah. There's no good morning. There's no common yeah. courtesy. But well, it is true, because every time that I send him a text message, and then he gets back to me, and he just, like, starts off his message with just answering my I question. Forget. And then he says... Oh, and good morning. Yes, because so I forgot. He, he always says good morning. Thank to you. Me. Don't Thank forget you. the move. <laughs> oh, stop. That wasn't for me. No. <laughs> Somebody spoofed my phone number. Yeah, exactly. That's not for me. I don't know. You're you're talking to somebody I mean, that else. does sound like good morning in my language. Yeah. <laughs> I've said good morning to you in many ways. Fuck off. I mean, there's been all kinds of them. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, thank you for that. That's you know, yeah. my, but my rant, Steve, is kind of related to what we talked about, and I'll keep it short. Listen, I'm tired of the Supreme Court being political. 
Yeah. Now, I'm not being naive. It's always been a little bit political, right? I mean, even back in the Great Depression, they passed, you know, they made sure that all of these New Deal programs were constitutional because, you know, we needed it to get out of the Depression. I'm not naive. It's always been a political institution. But I saw a story that came out after the abortion case uh, where apparently some justices were praying with some of these, you know, support group people before the decision. I mean, that that has no business being part of what our Supreme Court does. Our Supreme Court really shouldn't be in the news, right, for those reasons. They should be making decisions. So I think it's become an even more political institution than it ever has been. And I think in the process has lost a lot of credibility. Just like when they leaked the opinion, right? That opinion got leaked. The abortion opinion got leaked weeks ago. Um, And it's just become a, a, a political institution that's just another extension, I think, of you know, the president, the government, there's no separation of powers anymore, Steve. But, anyway, that's my rant. Anything else to say about that? No, you don't have any thoughts? Too many big words in there? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I know. You You like coloring books and stuff like that. It's nappy time. I mean, your boy Biden did send like 100 million barrels of oil to China, I'm just saying. No, I I, listen, I'm not a Biden guy. I'm not a Biden guy. Did I ever say I was a Biden guy? No. You're so blue. I did not. You look really blue right now, and I don't no. even mean XDA blue. I mean, like, ee- Biden's got his own issues, so. But isn't that kind of the way things are? All, presidents, never really are, all happy. presidents are fucked up, dude. Yeah, I mean. It's all right. George Orwell, 1949, yeah. is our future. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the choices we had this time around. You know, it's old, old white guys, you know? And it's just kind of like, can both parties not do better than yeah. that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about undue influence, right? <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Biden guy either, so you're not going to get me to say good things about him necessarily. So nice try, though. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. A for effort. You got anything else, Steve? Super notary. Kind of done. Did you even shout out Super Notary Pros? You shout it out. It's your company. Go for it. Oh yeah, it's your show. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, so here's my commercial. All right. You want shit notarized? You want shit done the legal way? Call me, supernotarypros.com. Super, that was good. Yeah, you dude. Had, like the, <laughs> yeah, that's her voice. I can also process her, remember? I got Processor, that license. Yeah. Too. So, you want to get divorced? You want to fuck up her day? Does she work at Sam's Club? Let me know. I will serve the divorce papers at the cashier checkout. Do you line. only serve for men? No, women too. Oh, you said her. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know you Laura. fuck up her day? Yeah, yeah. You, you know Laura, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does he work at Louis Vuitton? Do you want to fuck up his day? <laughs> Got you. Okay. Yeah. I will put the papers on top of the rotisserie chicken at Sam's Club and fuck up her day. Let me know. All right. There you go. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 21 of the Chamber. Thank you for joining us. Uh, 21? What the fuck? 20. I said 20. You said 21. You said 21, bro. Right? <laughs> I said 20. Yo, he really is turning 56. You should say that. <laughs> yeah, you can re-say it and I can edit it. Fine. Or I can leave it in. That's going to wrap it up for episode 20. Of one in the chamber. Did I get it right? Sure 2820. Uh, and thank you, Laura, for being a special guest at the last yes. minute. We appreciate your insight, Viv. Lovely to see you. Thanks. I like your nails, too. Those are spectacular. Thank you. Um, you can find us, Steve, at TikTok at CLFCA. 
You can find us on the internet at chamberslawfirmca.com. Uh, what is my Twitter, Steve? It's Chambers Firm because they suspended my account, so it's Chambers. When Firm. they were banning Trump, they banned me. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat <laughs> is also at CLFCA, and the podcast Instagram is one underscore Chambers. Dude, we should make a podcast. TikTok. One underscore in the chamber podcast. That's a long one. One underscore in the chamber podcast is the now. Instagram. I know we'll fix it. Don't worry, we'll get it done. And you can email the show at one in the chamber at gmail.com. Anything else, Steve? Dude, we should make a fucking TikTok for the podcast. Let's make a TikTok for the podcast. So we can talk I shit like to that. people on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So remember, be skeptical. Do your research. Ask hard questions. Keep an open mind. And Steve, shut the fuck up. No diga nada, cabrón. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> no diga Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.